The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And for those of you who have been listening to our AI Today podcast, thank you so much for being part of our loyal audience. We're, wow, tens of thousands of monthly downloads now, uh, five years and 250 plus episodes that we've been doing now since the very beginning. And, uh, you know, we just never run out of material here at AI Today. We're always thrilled to be not just covering what's happening in terms of AI today. That's why the podcast is called AI Today. But we're also always happy to interview folks who are real thought leaders in that sp- in the space. You, know, you, our listeners, have been really helpful in guiding us into the, the sorts of content that you're really interested in, in hearing and hearing from folks who have been down this path of making AI, machine learning, advanced data analytics, automation, all the various things we cover, making those things work. And uh, sometimes we have folks who are interview who are, we're also featuring at some of our upcoming events. And, you know, on that note, we're really thrilled to have here as our featured guest, Venkat Gunu, who is with Comcast. And, uh, well, maybe I'll have Kathleen say a little bit more about that before we introduce him and uh, have him and answer that first question. Sure. So as you know, hopefully our listeners know by now, in addition to the podcast, we run a number of communities focused around artificial intelligence and cognitive technologies. One of those is AI and government, and that's focused on government and public sector adoption of AI. And the other one is enterprise data and AI, which is really focused on enterprise adoption of artificial intelligence, how data is being used, and cognitive technologies as well. And we're so excited to have Venkat with us at our April 2022 Enterprise Data and AI event. So for our listeners that are interested in attending, go to dataaiconf.com. That's dataaiconf.com, and you can register for free. But with that, I'd like to now turn it over to to you and you know, really get started with today's podcast by having you introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at Comcast. Hi, uh, this is Venkat Gunu. I lead the data science, engineering, and innovation at Comcast. Uh, coming to my background, I've been in the technology industry and AI for the last more than 15 years. I've been worked with uh, different, uh, as part of the management consulting, I work with the different vendors and different companies, telecom and uh, healthcare, establishing AI roadmaps and strategy. And at currently in the last four plus years, I'm at Comcast, uh, working with uh, in EBI, Enterprise Business Intelligence team, supporting data science, engineering, and innovation activities. So uh, in short, like we, we have, we do about 400 plus models on our site. Uh, we have built our own ML platform from ground up and our main strategy in AI adoption and using AI for answering all the business related questions. Well, that's great. Well, we have a very international audience. I mean, that's one of the great things about our, our podcast and our podcast listenership. We can not only interview folks from around the world, but our audiences from all over the world. And maybe not everybody's familiar with Comcast as an organization. I know here in the United States, it's hard not to know who Comcast is, but maybe for the benefit of our international listeners, maybe you can describe sort of uh, Comcast organization and maybe the breadth, maybe even people in the United States might not know all the things that Comcast is is doing. So maybe before I move on to the next question, that might be helpful for our listeners. Yeah, 
Comcast uh, uh, is a well-known comp- well company in the US. I, we kind of uh, provide the cable and networking and a uh, uh, lot of uh, streaming, uh, streaming and data needs for our uh, organizations. So we have ma- our main products are uh, cable, cable, internet, and telephone, and mobile part of it. And we have a lot of data, and we do a lot of business. And AI kind of is a part of our strategy to be able to improve our business as well as adopt uh, new strategies or new technologies down the line. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and, and Comcast has been very involved also, not just in the, the broadband, the internet side of things, but even on the media. So you have to realize Comcast has got a bunch of media uh, components as well. Yeah, that, that's true. So, so that sort of brings us, I think, to our next question here. So for so understanding that, that Comcast is a large organization, there's a lot of data, right? And at mm-hmm. the heart of what we're doing is dealing with data. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the fact that given that Comcast is a huge organization and data is coming in from all sides of the organization, uh, one, of the, one of the things you're going to be talking about at the upcoming event is this creation of the Data Science Center of Excellence. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the data center, data science center of excellence. What the center of excellence is focused on, and and maybe a little bit of its history and, and what you guys are doing. Yeah. So in Comcast, uh, we part of the uh, enterprise business intelligence. We, as a part of the data science team, we build a lot of capabilities and a lot of AI capabilities as a whole. And uh, with the COVID, everything kind of changed. I mean, uh, they as we uh, our nation is looking at digital first. Uh, every organization now starts using the data for AI and modeling or using MLs to answer some of the questions. Um, so there's a lot of uh, interest in AI and using uh, machine learning. But uh, when they start, when the, when the organization starts uh, using the ML capabilities, AI capabilities, there are a lot of um, missing components. They don't know, uh, they might not have the capabilities to start, where to start and uh, they might not be having uh, capabilities of trusted data. So having a source of truth, uh, it's, uh, when it comes to the AI, it's garbage in, garbage out. So to be able to accomplish, to be able to answer those, to be able to uh, help the seasonal data scientists to adopt uh, AI and give the capabilities to bring the AI to the masses, that's where uh, our data science excellence is trying to focus on. So we want to collaborate with the uh, seasonal, we, not a, one team cannot do all the data science, uh, data science, uh, AI is everywhere, and I feel that down the line, AI is going to be predominantly used everywhere. And uh, uh, leaders, all the leaders are realizing that fact. And we want to use this data science center of excellence to be able to kickstart their initiatives, give them the hand so that they can be successful, and they can, uh, as an organization, it can be successful as an organization. Yeah, that's great. And I know that a lot of organizations are looking to create centers of excellences as they're getting started with data science, with artificial intelligence, machine learning, so that people have a central place to go to, to ask questions, to gain insights, collaborate. Uh, sounds like you guys have you know, really worked through this. And since you're already on your journey with this, what insights and lessons learned can you share for organizations who are listening to this podcast and they're looking to create their own centers of excellence? You know, can you share what insights, lessons learned, maybe best practices on how to get started? So one of the main uh, focus of the success of the center of excellence is that how do we kind of collaborate? How do we bring in other teams to start be part of the part of the cohesive? 
So one part of it, like uh, it has to be an organization level strategy on the top level uh, that AI is going to be part of it. And the, every team, it's not like one team effort. There, uh, when it comes to the center of excellence, it's a collaboration effort from everybody. Uh, and if there is no collaboration, it's a failure. That's the first step, having to be able to collaborate, having to be having all the teams, uh, stakeholders as part of the strategy as a co-owners. That is the important fact. And uh, and as we kind of keep on growing on uh, uh, on the number of users onboarding, how do we kind of provide the kickstart? There might be best practices. There might be, uh, when it comes to the center of excellence, a lot of people talk about governance. Governance is a bigger, impo- a bigger part of it, but we want to make sure that like uh, we are not putting too many rules and regulations when the teams that get started. It's more of a sharing of best practice and making sure that they're doing the right thing. Uh, those are some of the lessons we learned that like rather than being a stick, be a collaborator with them. And that kind of helps on the success and uh, be part of the journey, not uh, be a uh, be one, be the one who is driving it. Yeah, this might be a good good follow up to that because I, I think there are many of our listeners work within large organizations. You know, whether they're large enterprise organizations like Comcast or you know uh, across all industries, you know, banking, finance, healthcare. Uh, you know, of, of course, telecommunications and of course, and, and of course, the FANGs, you know, our big tech company uh, listeners, but also within government agencies as well and government organizations. And, um, you know, one of the things that we've heard, you know, as, as part of the centers of excellence is, you know, uh, AI and, and machine learning sometimes feels like uh, it may be science fiction, you know, there's not a lot of real stuff. Um, and maybe one thing you can give us some guidance is as part of your centers of excellence, do you help provide some of these like real world, um, you know, maybe use cases or examples to say, you know, don't focus on, you know, some science fictiony thing? Uh, do you help provide some of that guidance as to as to the best places and methods and and use cases to apply some of this, this technology? Yeah. That's true. We kind of provide. We kind of work with the uh, Comcast Academy. Uh, we kind of uh, uh, created a course so that like they know where to start. And we kind of, based on our experiences, most likely use use cases. We are, those use cases are part of the academy so that they can learn the real-time use cases when they're trying to learn the data science. And at the same time, uh, we wanted to have the, uh, uh, so so we want to bring along with the journey. So that's when we created something called, uh, we partnered with our uh, counter-organization where we create something called Guild. Uh, wherein we can, everyone who is working on ML or ML uh, part of it, they can come and present as a team and everyone can listen to what's happening, what is the value is getting in, how it is done, and so that they, we kind of provide a lot of collaboration efforts and collaborate uh, trainings around and showcase the importance of AI and what it can solve the problem. So the more they use, as everybody is trying to adopt AI, there are more and more use cases. And uh, our Comcast University does a pretty good job of, uh, leveraging the hap- things happening around and to be able to showcase to everybody to uh, knowledge them that this is something which can be done. I think uh, that is uh, one of the important aspects of the CUAE as well. So we kind of collaborate uh, very heavily with uh, Comcast in university to be able to so- answer those questions. That's great. And now, you know, with the center of excellence, I know that organizations can take that on in a number of different ways. So specifically at Comcast, is this 
um, you know, sort of a physical center of excellence location? Is this more of a virtual center of excellence distributed across, you know, many regions of the United States? How is your setup? So it, right now it's virtual. I think uh, we are, uh, yeah, so we are still in the early stages of the center of excellence. We are trying to make sure that like everybody is part of the journey. And we want to be able to, there are, uh, every team has, every team and every person have their own ideas and research. And we want to bring in everybody together to be able to share and innovate together. And I think, uh, and at the same time, uh, there are a lot of tooling. Uh, the tooling aspect of this is changing a lot. Uh, so, so we should be able to learn, uh, not one team can learn about all the capabilities and tools. I mean, every team does its own research and POCs. So we should be able to come together and say, yeah, this makes sense. This is what uh, can solve this problem and uh, to be able to kind of work together on that. So it's a it's a journey. Uh, most more of, I feel that, like you say, everybody is part of it. Uh, every team is part of it. And uh, that is what we're under spread across. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of what you're saying is true. You know, that even if, you know, every team is doing their own, you know, proof of concept for whatever their particular needs are, the tools keep changing too. So it's not like the market stays in one place. You know, you have uh, evolving tools, you have uh, you know, companies buying each other. Sometimes companies, mm-hmm. you know, the products go away. Sometimes they they get brought into an environment that you may not have had before. You know, this happens all the time with the cloud, you know, <laughs> vendors, they have this their, their cloud uh, AI and machine learning. Next thing you know, you go to one of their conferences and they just announced 150 new products. You're like, okay, well then that's changed uh, <laughs> the yeah. calculation a lot. So I'm sure that's part of your challenge of the centers of excellence is, is keeping up with all that and sharing those insights across the teams. So that sort of brings up actually a next question, which is, you know, as an organization as large, as complex as Comcast, you know, what are some of the unique opportunities and challenges just in general of adopting AI and machine learning across large organizations, very d- distributed, you know, diverse, with lots of different business units and different kinds of customers and everything is different, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, one of the challenges, uh, when I talk about challenges, uh, the biggest challenge is that um, adopting a technical a solution for a non-technical problem. I think uh, there's a lot of learning curve and there's a lot of uh, explanation. That's where we are trying to educate everybody. And uh, one other thing is we are all, when it's a big organization, it's a decentralized DS teams. Every team uh, have their own data science team. Uh, how do we bring on board them? So they have their own ways of doing it. How do we educate ourselves? Um, those are some of the biggest challenges, data governance. Uh, so there's no, uh, when it's a distributed environment, everybody have their own governance policies. How do we bring it together to be able to uh, tell one policy? Now, uh, and uh, how do we kind of uh, share uh, some of the best practices? Like uh, when we work on um, canvases for model, how the model is working, what is the features? How does the, uh, how do we track the model? Those kind of best practices and everything we should be able to share with everybody. And these kind of uh, ch- these kind of challenges we are trying to solve, and uh, th- this kind of uh, helps in the uh, helps in the ha- helps in the kickstarting some of the federated data scientists and data scientists. So that so that like uh, those are the biggest challenges we have, and the opportunities uh, when we talk about opportunities like uh, we created uh, data science academy so that 
everybody can uh, anyone can come in and learn about some of the use cases learn about uh, how to start the data science and they can we can we share the tooling and uh, they can they know where to start from and uh, we want to make it uh, successful i mean uh, with the current uh, uh, ai adoption across the industry across the every every industry uh, we see that the biggest problem is everybody have the intention to use ai uh, but there is uh, lack of knowledge lack of tools lack of capabilities uh, lack of uh, up, uh, tooling might not uh, holding them back i think uh, as a ceo you should be able to those are some of the opportunities to help them to establish yeah that's those are really great insights and you know we always like to talk to organizations of all sizes because there's different challenges and different opportunities with you know the size that Comcast is right you have tons of data you can do so much with it but at the same time you're a large organization with you know rules and processes in place and many people as well Another thing that we talk about when we talk about data science in general is where it sits within the organization. Does it sit within line of business? Does it sit within, uh, you know, IT and the technology side? And then specifically at Comcast, how, where, where does the uh, data science center of excellence fit in and who, I guess, you know, does it report to? Is it kind of reporting to the CDO? So, uh... Right now, this data science center of excellence is uh, this is in 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 early stages. Uh, right now, uh, in our relation, there are we are kind of collaborating with the data platforms and platform services and uh, uh, bigger organization of data science organizations, um, and then we are kind of collaborate together to create the COE. Um, so, it's in early stages. Like it's, it hasn't been that big that like it's going to be a separate uh, department or branch. And uh, so it, it's, we are we are in the process of saying that how do we get succeeded? Uh, we are bringing in everybody on board. How do we make the uh, uh, federated data scientist success? So that's the main uh, part of it we are working towards. Uh, so down the line, I understand uh, as we grow and see a lot of adaption and uh, try, we are bringing in trusted AI, trusted data concepts into the picture. So that's where uh, the next steps is going to be part of it. That's really interesting. I think, you know, it's it's interesting that the podcast interviews that we've been having and the, uh, especially lately, they have the sort of the, the nature of our conversations have been changing. You know, the early days was very much about, oh, what can you do with AI? And let's talk about the technology and let's talk about machine learning and different applications of machine learning and the patterns of AI. And, you know, there's certainly a lot of that content out there, but most, most of the, the conversations we've had in the past year have been around people, process, methodology, um, organization, change management, right? Um, a lot of it has nothing to do with like, you know, uh, applying natural language processing, another algorithm. Nothing wrong with those. There's lots of great podcasts. We listen to them too. Some of them are very long uh, <laughs> about those topics. But, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, our audience really cares about this human side, the human side of making these technologies work, especially complicated ones that are highly dependent on data quality, where you can't just, you know, do some QA bug testing process and, you know, 
have your well-defined uh, sets of, of uh, you know, functionality tests. And it's like, well, I guess the, the pass to the test is going to work. That's not how it works. And in, 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 in these applications that are very much driven by, by the data. So, um, you know, may, maybe sort of as a little quick follow-up here before we sort of get to our, always the final question Kathleen usually asks. Um, and that it's like, you know, are, are you, you know, are you sort of doing this kind of on your own or are you learning from others about how to, how to deal with these, the centers of excellence, these change management issues, organizational side things, process methodology, kind of where are you getting your, um, you know, your insights from so that maybe you aren't, you know, doing, repeating the same mistakes others are repeating, or maybe learning from successes like in other industries, like in the banking or finance or government or wherever else uh, is just doing it. So we we go through a lot of uh, blogs and a lot of uh, market research uh, part of it. And uh, we try to understand how the industry is adapting. And uh, being a bigger organization like Comcast, um, people, we have a lot of people uh, with a lot of technologies, a lot of talent. And uh, we kind of facilitate these conversations around uh, to be able to create uh, the rules, our uh, best practices as a whole. So that's where I think uh, most of the uh, uh, knowledge we are bringing in because every organization has its own way of doing it, uh, not one fits all. Uh, at the same time, we kind of go through a lot of uh, podcasts and a lot of uh, marketing analysis, a lot of uh, articles around to see how this how it is getting adapted at different places. And that kind of things we should be able to learn as a lesson and should be able to accommodate and use it in our day-to-day uh, -day life, uh, building up this COE. All right, perfect. So it sounds like you're getting it from a lot of different sources, which is always great. You know, I mean, learn from others. That's what we say so that you understand some of the challenges they ran into, things that they did right, and then, you know, not repeat the same mistakes. So this was a great podcast. We're really looking forward to your upcoming Enterprise Data and AI event that's taking place in April. And for our listeners that are listening past that date, no worries, because in our virtual world, it's available for replay. So you're definitely welcome to go and register for that, either to watch it live or to watch it on replay. Uh, but with that, we always do have a final question that we ask for all of our guests. And I'm really excited to hear your response to this, because no matter how many times we ask, we always get different answers. As a final note, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to organizations and beyond? I think AI is going to be revolutionizing down the line. Uh, there's a lot of uh, every every question we are trying to answer uh, is now is based on data and intelligence. I think that's that's going to change a lot because like right now um, with IoT, blockchain and different methodologies, different innovations happening in this field. Uh, and uh, even, uh, the, even one of the challenges is how do you process the data? How do we kind of uh, do complex algorithms? I think with the new chips and everything coming in, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, chip makers are using AI to uh, improve their performance. I think this kind of helps as an overall to be able to kind of uh, drive most of the organizations or the, most of the decision based on AI rather than being in gut feeling. I think uh, uh, as I think pandemic kind of uh, taught everybody uh, one thing is digital first, self-serve capabilities. Um, to be able to uh, self-serve yourself. And a lot of uh, technologies and uh, uh, methodologies coming down the line uh, to improve the process improvement, 
uh, to revolutionize the, how the things are getting done. Uh, tooling is uh, is getting changed, and the cloud is there for any of the needs on demand needs. I think it's going to be a exciting uh, opportunity for the AI. I think it's going to change, and at the same time, I feel that like uh, people are going to be part of it. Uh, that's uh, important as uh, having an open mind, having to be able to uh, understand how to use the data and how the data can help uh, is the important and it's going to be the key factor for down the line. Well, great. Well, this is really good to hear that. I mean, I think our listeners know that uh, another great place you can get best practices, of course, listening to our podcasts. So that's important. But more importantly, also is even some of our training, you know, Part of, part of what, we, what we've learned is that education and training, especially now, has become so important. I mean, we like listening uh, to other podcasts. We like reading blogs. We like you know doing all the sorts of things that you mentioned as well. The problem is a lot of that stuff does come from the vendors. There's nothing wrong with the vendors, but they are very motivated, as you know, to promote certain things. And honestly, I think even a lot of those folks are not aware of what others are doing. I mean, they're so busy. You know, uh, you know, we love all the all the technology vendors. We love them all in their own dysfunctional way, to be totally honest, because they're all dysfunctional in different ways. You know, they're sort of like, you know, what can you do? Markets are changing, people are moving rapidly. But but they're not, they don't spend time looking at how organizations are implementing technology from a change management perspective, because that's not really their thing. I mean, you know, organizations like McKinsey and <laughs> other consultants do that, but even their organ they're they're not focused at at that sort of technology to business barrier, uh, boundary, I should say, right? So so one of the things I want to mention for our listeners, and our listeners have heard us say this before, is like one of the big things we are doing, especially now in 2022, moving on. Uh, and beyond is focusing on some of these uh, trend, these roadmaps and these uh, frameworks and these methodologies. We've spent a lot of time talking about our AI and machine learning uh, methodology framework based on CRISPDM called CPMAI. But there's also a framework for moving from automation to intelligence. And we're in the middle of that recording that podcast series on how do you go from systems that are mostly manual, non-automated to automated, and then taking those automated systems and making them more intelligent. Turns out there is a roadmap to making that work. We also spent quite a bit of time and our podcast listeners are going to hear more about this, talking about building an actual implementable ethical and responsible AI framework, not just sort of the touchy-feely good stuff. We, we all know that. We all, and we do need to pay attention to those things. But what do you do in practice? Um, what do you do to actually disclose where AI systems are being used, provide consent, deal with issues of data bias? How do you address those issues? How do you deal with disclosure and, and transparency in your data, as well as algorithmic explainability when every project might have different levels of concerns? One thing to have a product recommendation system that may have issues in its uh, data bias. It's another thing to have a facial recognition system or something else or a loan you know, decision system. They have different impacts. So um, something we're gonna focus on. And then, and then the third thing uh, that we are uh, gonna spend more time on is of course, what's happening with machine learning operations and MLOps and what that life cycle looks like. But I don't wanna be lecturing too much on this podcast because we will do that on other podcasts. So just a little, um, little fore, foreshadowing for some of our listeners here. 
So I, I think on that point, I really, this, this podcast has been fantastic. And I encourage all of our listeners to come to the upcoming event in April, because then you'll see, uh, actually see, because it's a webinar, not a podcast, <laughs> uh, actually part of our enterprise data and AI event series. Uh, you'll see Venkat basically speaking. And I'll have uh, Kathleen talk again and remind us about the data when that's happening. But I just wanted, again, to give a big thank you to, uh, to Venkat to, for sharing his insights and showing how important the human side and the organizational and the cultural side is of making uh, AI and data work uh, at the Data Center of, of Excellence. Yeah, so again, thank you so much for joining us today, Venkat. It was a great podcast, and I'm looking forward to our event. It's going to be April 7th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I will link to it in the show notes. And as I mentioned, you can go to dataaiconf.com to register for free. So please do make sure to check it out. And also, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and you're excited to hear about some of our upcoming episodes that Ron was foreshadowing, make sure to register to the AI Today podcast. You can get notified of all of our future episodes. And we always love to hear from our listeners, either with ratings. So please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And also reach out to us. You know, as Ron mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we like to hear from our listeners. We really like to hear what resonates with you with the podcasts that we do. Education was a big thing that resonated that, that we heard loud and clear. Our podcast listeners want more education. And so we are definitely delivering that in 2022. Uh, so you can reach out to us, like I said, uh, by emailing us at info at cognolitica.com. That's I-N-F-O at C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com. Or you can reach out to us on LinkedIn, go to our website, cognolitica.com, or come to one of our events. And so with that, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group. And make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. <laughs>